0: Razor's Edge. Prologue. Chinggis Garel controlled his first mare as he crested the high mountain. Behind him were his three other horses. He'd been riding this horse for the past few hours and was planning on switching mounts once he dropped down from the crest of the mountain. Voro never tired out their mounts. This was because each soldier in the Voro army was expected to have three separate horses at the very least, Some of the more well-known warriors had as many as twenty horses, and some of the chiefs had hundreds of horses that no one but themselves ever sat upon. Expanding far behind and below him were the plains of the Great Grass Sea, the homeland of his people. His village was a small one far on the other side of the plains. It would be ten days' travel on his fastest horses to arrive there. But Chinggis Garel wasn't going to his village. He and his four mounts, three females and a male, were traveling in the other direction, away from the great grass sea, where the grass was as high as the belly of a horse and extended for hundreds of miles from its center, no matter what direction you rode. Chinggis was riding away from his family, away from his friends, and away from his betrothed, a woman called Seren Gurel. In short, Chinggis was riding away from every memory he'd ever made, but there would be new memories, and they would be full of glory and conquest. Below Chingis was a vast expanse of land. He could see a huge valley of partially open fields with large plots of trees and stones. Far away, just barely over the curvature of the earth, for the earth was a large ball with curved lands that only appeared straight from a horse's back. The Balorma had taught them all that. Far away and just barely over the curvature of the earth, he could make out the tips of another mountain range. Two ranges of mountain, the one on which Chinggis stood, which separated the grassland home in this valley below, and the other range of mountains far, far ahead. Perhaps three days' ride with fast horses, perhaps four. What was behind those mountains no one knew for sure, but some rumors said a warrior traveling far enough would reach a great wall of water far larger than the grass sea, and they would find tribes that lived on the edge of this water and ate fish. These ocean tribes would have no need for horses. They would need boats. They would have no need for arrows. They would have nets. These tribes would be easy to conquer, and they would be conquered all in good time, for all lands on earth belong to the Voro. Some had simply not learned that fact yet. But before they traveled to the ocean lands, Chinggis would help conquer the lands below him, the land of the people with the fire bows and the metal arrows, the land of the warring people, and the land of the empty cities. Below Chinggis was the waste, and it would soon belong to his people, the mighty Voro. Chinggis looked behind him at the trail of horses and men that had followed him up the mountains. There were warriors and horses in a never-ending chain as far as the eye could see. The chain wrapped all the way down the thin mountain trail below, all the way to the bottom like an unending snake slithering down a pile of stones, where it blossomed into an unsurpassed encampment of Voro and Vora, teeming with men and horses. The number of men at the bottom of this mountain, waiting to enter the lands of the Waste, was almost uncountable. There were so many that all the grass within a half day's ride had been fully eaten by the horses and Ned would have to ride their horses many hours just to find them suitable nourishment by now. It was a good time to go over the mountain with the first group as he was because suitable nourishment to voral horses was of the utmost importance and a man would do anything to find grass for his mounts for it was the horses that nourished the riders with their mares' milk and even sometimes especially on the nights of the great battles, with their very blood, cut from a small incision on the side of the horse's neck called the Erex, or the Life-Giver. If horses were to carry their riders smoothly so they could fire their bows accurately, if they were to run for days as to encircle the enemy in surprise, if they were to nourish their rider's body and quench their hunger with their very own milk and blood, then it was crucial that the horses were provided the freshest grass, Chinggis, like his horses, hadn't eaten for over a day. For over a day he'd not drank any of his mare's milk or tasted any of their rich blood. Not all voro were so considerate to their horses, but Chinggis was not all voro.